So uh, I want to let you know, first of all, that um, I'm pinch hitting this morning. Originally, Bobby was supposed to speak this morning, uh, but she's not been feeling well this week. And um, so I'm, I'm second best today. And, uh, but she said this morning, she goes, you make sure you make, you, you feel, make sure you let those mamas feel honored today. You make sure, because she loves you guys, and she wanted to send you her love this morning. Um, so I want to just start off the morning by reading to you, all the ladies this morning, I think you will appreciate this. Top 10 reasons, top 10 reasons God created Eve. Okay? Number 10, God worried that Adam would always be lost in the garden because men hate to ask for directions. Number nine, God knew Adam would one day need someone to find the TV remote. Number eight, God knew that Adam would never buy a new fig leaf when his old one wore out and would therefore need Eve to get him a new one. Bobby always makes sure I get a nice pack of new fig leaves every Christmas. So, <clears throat> um, Number seven, God knew that Adam would never make a doctor's appointment for himself. Number six, God knew that Adam would never remember which night was garbage night. <laughs> number five, God knew that if the world was to be populated, men would never be able to handle childbearing. <laughs> number four, as keeper of the garden, Adam would never remember where he put his tools. Number three, the scripture account of creation indicates Adam needed someone to blame his troubles on when God caught him hiding in the garden. Remember they said, she made me do it, right? <laughs> number two, as the Bible says, it's not good for man to be alone. And the number one reason God created Eve was after he created man, he stepped back, scratched, scratched his head and said, I can do better than that. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we're in, we're in 1 Kings chapter 17, 1 Kings chapter 17. And, um, I read this scripture last week, and I'm um, going to read it again this week. So it sort of goes along with the Elijah series, um, but I want to read it from a different perspective this morning. So I'm in Second Kings or First Kings chapter 17, uh, starting in verse eight. Then the Lord said to Elijah, "Go live in the village of Zarephath." near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? And as she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I, have, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in the containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. So here's the big idea. The Lord blesses a mom or a woman of faith and her family. And so we're going to talk about two different things today. One is that the, the widow of Zarephath here 
was a typical woman, a typical mom, but then there's also some things about her that are exceptional. So she was not just a typical mom or a typical woman, but she was also very exceptional in some of the things she did. So let's talk about the way she was typical first. So she was a multitasker because we see that as she's on her way to get some sticks, Elijah talks to her, says, can you also get me a cup of water? And she begins this conversation. So she's gathering sticks. She's having a conversation. She's figuring out how to get water. She's trying to figure out how to get a meal. And so we know that women are multitaskers. I can remember when Bobby in the summers would babysit. She'd keep our two kids and like four of their cousins. So she'd have six kids. And so during that day, she would take care of six kids. She would mow the yard. She would fix them multiple snacks a day. She'd fix them lunch. I'd come home. The house would be clean. And there would be supper on the table. And like any one of those things would have like maxed me out. Any one of those things. You know, like men, can't, we can't multitask. Like, you know, Bobby can be sitting on the couch, watching a TV show, texting a friend, working, answering an email, having a conversation with me. And like, I'm like, what? 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 I, I was watching the show. I didn't get any of what you just said. So she was a multitasker. And, we, and women are blessed. God has given them the ability to multitask. And God can use that in so many ways. Us men, we, we struggle with that, right? Also, she was making the most of what she had. And even though it wasn't much, she was going to prepare a meal for her and her son. She didn't have much. And aren't women just gifted at taking what little that they have and making the most of it. I mean, I can think of like school projects and costumes and meals and things around the house and decorations that my mom and Bobby and I've seen other women just take the little that they have and then turn it into something amazing. And, and so this woman was able to do that. And I, I just imagine if she's a, a typical mom that that little bit of oil and that little bit of flour would have ended up being some kind of gourmet meal <laughs> because that's just what moms do, right? They take the little they have and turn them into powerful things and, and great things. And then also she was typical in that she was always thinking of her family. So in these last few moments, you know, she could have said, I'm going to have this last meal for myself, but she said, I'm going to make sure my son and I both. And isn't it so typical of moms and women in general to always be thinking of their family and not only thinking of them but sacrificially giving for them moms women are always seem like you know they're sacrificing those things like I want to make sure that my kids have good clothes so I may do without I want to make sure my kids have a good time so I may not have the best furniture for a while or I'm going to sacrifice my time. I could be doing other things, but I want to make sure my kids are at the soccer game or at dance practice or at Little League or at academic team. But I'm, I could be doing something else, but I'm going to make sure that they do that. And they're always giving, making, even giving up financially. They may do without nice clothes so their kids can have nice clothes. They may do without some things that they'd like to have. Maybe they don't have the car they want because they want to make sure their kids have what they need. So in this, in this regard, this woman was very typical of most of the women I know. They're just always giving, always loving, always caring for other people. And so we want to honor all the ladies here because that's who you are and God has placed that inside of you. And that is a gift that God's given you. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> So the widow was also exceptional, though. 
It says in Luke chapter 4, Jesus talked about this woman. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus actually referred to her one time when he was teaching. Here's what he said in Luke chapter 4. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. So this is the story where, you know, he goes back to his hometown and he, he is trying to do some ministry there, but they reject him. They say, listen, we know who you are. You're just one of the kids on the block, all this stuff. And so he, he responds this way. He says, but I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, the widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. So he's saying, he's teaching on not receiving a prophet, not receiving someone who has the word of the Lord. He said, he said, you're not receiving me because you think you know me and I'm just no big deal to you. And then he begins to talk about this woman. And he says, in the day that all the famine was going on, God could have sent Elijah to any of the widows in Israel, but he sent him to another country to a woman in Zarephath to bless her. And so why, why would that be? Now, we don't know exactly, but I think there's some things that we can see in her life and we can see in Scripture that I think would indicate maybe why God chose her. One, she had a servant's heart. In the middle of her own pain, in the middle of her own suffering, in the middle of her own fears of what was going to happen to her and her son, when this guy comes into town and says, would you give me a cup of water? She says, sure. Now, wouldn't it have been so easy to go, man, I don't have time for you. You, you don't know what kind of shape my family's in. I can't take care of you. I've got to take care of me. I've got to take care of my family. But in the midst of all this, when he just shows up and says, could I, could I have a cup of water? She says, yeah, I'll do that for you. And so she's revealing this servant's heart that not only is she looking at her needs, but she's aware of the needs around her. And God's calling us to be that way. She was able to be outward focused and see the, meet, the needs of others and not only see the needs of others, but move towards meeting them. And so in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says this. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive Righteous people, because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Now, isn't this interesting that Jesus is talking about receiving a prophet as a prophet? And he says, if you receive a prophet as a prophet, you will get a prophet's reward. And then he says... And if, even if you give a cup of cold water, isn't that what this woman did? Do you think maybe Jesus was thinking of her when he was talking about receiving a prophet? Maybe he was thinking about this woman who gave Elijah a prophet a cup of cold water. And what he's saying to all of us is that when we take the time to bless others, when we take the time to meet the needs of others, God's going to bless us. When we take the time 
to see that someone else needs something, even in the midst of all that we're going through. And I would venture to say that most of us are going through something. And if we take the time in the middle of that to be outward focused and hear the needs of others and to meet them, then God says, you're going to receive a reward. You'll receive a reward for that. And so in the midst of this, this woman has a servant's heart. And I believe that God's looking for people who are outwardly focused and who have a servant's heart and who are willing to take care of the needs of others to bless. The second thing that she received a word of the Lord in faith. Now, a prophet is basically just this. A prophet is someone who speaks the word of the Lord and the will of the Lord. A prophet speaks the will of the Lord. And the word of the Lord. Now, you know, sometimes we think of a prophet as someone who's predicting the future. And sometimes that's the case. But really, when you look at the definition of a prophet, it's just someone who speaks the word of the Lord. And so when she heard Elijah say, if you will fix me a meal first, then the Lord will bless you. When, when he begins to, she received this as the word of the Lord. And when she received the word of the Lord, she believed the word of the Lord. And I believe that one of the reasons that God sent Elijah to her is because he knew that she would have the faith to receive the word of the Lord. And so God is looking for people to bless who will receive the word of the Lord in faith believing. And not only just know about it, but believe it. Not, not only just say that's a, that's a good word, but receive it in, in faith. You know, there was another mother in the Bible who received the word of the Lord and was blessed also. In Luke chapter 1, it says, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And what Mary was saying is, I hear the word of the Lord through you, angel, and I receive the word of the Lord. And whatever the word is, let it be unto me. And so God is looking for a people, God is looking for moms, ladies, men, kids, all of us who will hear the word of the Lord, read the word of the Lord, and receive it in faith and say, that's life, that's truth, that's something I can base my life on, that's something that I can build my whole world on, that's the word of the Lord, it's the real word of God. And we invite the blessing of God when we receive the word of the Lord in faith. Listen, this, this can be about your finances, about your marriage, about your children, about your career. You know, the word of the Lord is full of direction for all areas of our life. And when we will receive that word as in faith believing and just stand on it. So many times in, in mine and Bobby's life, God has given us a scripture, given us a word. And man, we'll write it. You know, I've got it on the mirror or I've got it where I get ready in the morning or I've gotten Bobby's car before and there's little post-it notes or three by five cards, you know, covering up where the gas thing is. <laughs> and, and it, but it's a, it's a scripture and I know what she's doing. She's getting in there in the morning and she's reading that scripture and she's getting in her car and, and reading that scripture. And, and so when we receive the word of the Lord in faith, God can bless us. And so I want to encourage you this morning, if you're not in the Word, get in the Word. 
If you're not reading the Bible, if you're not listening to the Bible, if you're not listening to good teaching, good preaching, get where you hear it, you read it, you see it, get in the Word and receive it in faith, believing. Because when we begin to receive the Word in faith, then God can bless us. And I believe that one of the reasons that God sent Elijah to her is because he knew this was a woman that when she received the Word of the prophet, that she would receive it as the Word of the Lord. And when she received the word of the Lord in faith, God could begin to do something in her life. You know, I think that uh, um, many of us here today, many of us here are here today because of a praying wife, a praying mama, a praying grandmother, someone who read the word of the Lord Amen. and believed it in faith. And begin to pray it over their children and their children's children. And many of us are here today because there was someone, there was a mama, a grandmother, a great grandmother, there was a, there was a woman in your life somewhere that you maybe don't even know about that was praying for you and said, Lord, I believe the word of the Lord that says this child will grow up and not depart from your ways. This child will walk in the ways of the Lord. And so, mamas, we want to thank you, grandmothers, wives, sisters, aunts, we want to thank you for those prayers. Amen. We want to thank you for those prayers this morning because they believe the word of the Lord. And so the other thing is that not only did she receive it in faith, she acted on her faith. She not only received truth, but she acted in faith. So it's one thing to have mental assent to the word of God. That, that is to say, to read it and, and say, uh, yeah, I believe that. I believe that is a true concept. I believe that is a truth. But you know, it's completely another thing to act on that truth. It, it, it's, you can know something and even believe it to be true, but to step out in faith in that is a whole other thing. And so this woman heard the word of Elijah. She believed the word of Elijah. But not only did she say, yeah, I think that's the right thing to do to, to give you some food. She gave her last meal. She gave the best portion of her last meal to him. Acting on the faith. And I believe that one of the reasons that God sent Elijah to her is he knew this was a woman that would not only hear the word of the Lord and believe it, but that she would act on the word of the Lord. See, we can know this a biblical principle, but to do it's a whole other thing. And so she had to overcome her fear. Now, it doesn't say this necessarily, but can you just put yourself in her shoes for a moment? This is her last meal, and it's a drought. And it's not like you could go down to Kroger and buy you some more food. It was what she had was what she had. And there was no more rain. It hadn't rained in three and a half years. There was no promise of rain. And, and it was looking bad. And all the crops were failing. And there was nothing growing. And all, all that was dying. And she knew. She said, this is our last meal. Then we're, after we eat this one, we're going to die. And, but she, in that moment, she had to overcome her fear and respond to the word of the Lord. And God's calling all of us to be people who can overcome our fear and obey the word of the Lord. 
overcome our fear and act on what we know the word of the Lord says. So many of the things that the Bible tells us as truth, they're hard to act on. It's hard to forgive people who have wronged you. It's hard to pray for people who have spoken evil of you or abused you. It, it's hard sometimes to give when we only have a little. It's hard to love sometimes when we don't know if we're going to get love back. It, it's hard to give of ourselves when we only have so much to give. It's, it's hard to respond sometimes in the way that God instructs us through his word. But I'm telling you, what we see through this story and this woman displayed it for us so clearly is when we will act upon the word of the Lord. Not just believe it, but we act upon it. Then God can put things into motion that we could never put into motion. God can make miracles happen that we can't happen. And so the, the world offers a lot of reasons right now for us to be in fear. Mamas, there's a lot of reason to worry. There's a lot of reasons the world gives us to be in fear. There's things in the culture that's going on, government, economics, schools, all kinds of reasons for us to fear, right? But the word of the Lord says over and over and over and over again, fear not, fear not, fear not. It's, 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 the, it's the most common directive in the Bible, fear not. Do not fear. And in this moment, she had to overcome her fear and begin to act in faith. And I believe that if we can, when we come up to those places where the enemy tries to speak fear to us, say, this is it, you're going down. This is it, your kids will never be saved. This is it, your husband will never get, begin to follow the Lord. This is it, you're never going to meet the right person. This is it, your, your finances are, are done. This is it, your career is over. All those things that the enemy would try to lie to us about, if we will respond in faith and not just believe the faith, but act upon the faith, then God can begin to do things in our life to totally change those circumstances around. Amen? And so <clears throat> when she did this, it says this, she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Now notice, it says that she and Elijah and her family, so when she responded in faith to the word of the Lord, when she received the word of the Lord as truth, and then began to act upon the word of the Lord, not only was she blessed, her whole household was blessed. Her whole family was blessed. And it said that God continued to bless them and take care of them and provide for them through the entire drought. She was never without. And God can do that for us, right? God can do that for you. Whatever your need is, God can meet that need, even if it's supernatural, because that's the way he, that we serve a supernatural God. We serve a God that nothing is impossible with him. And so when we respond in faith, and I, wanna, I just want to make this point clear here, though. It wasn't like she was earning the miracle. Because sometimes we... we Try to approach God, but I want to do this to earn your approval. It's not earning. It's just responding in faith. Because here's the thing. God sent Elijah to her before she ever did a thing. God said, I want you to go to this woman. He was already providing for her before she even knew who Elijah was. God had seen her and he had a plan. And so I, I don't want us to think of this in terms of I want to do this to earn God or to prompt God to do something for me. I want to do this so I can earn my blessing. It's not that because we can never earn those things. 
But it's just responding in faith, saying, yes, I, re I receive what you're wanting to do for me, God. I, I, in faith believing, I believe what your word is promising me. I believe, and so I'm going to step out on that, and I'm going to do something just to demonstrate my faith. I just want to do something to activate faith in my life, and when that happens, God can do powerful things. So God may not have sent you an Elijah, but God has sent you his word. There, there may not be a guy out there in goat hair and leather belt and big beard telling you what to do, but he's giving you his word. And this morning he's just saying, would you believe it? What in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of what you're worried about, in the midst of what you're fearful about, in the midst of what you're struggling with. And listen, if you're struggling, there's no condemnation, man. Everybody struggles. If, if, you, if you're looking around thinking you're the only one here that's struggling with something, let me just break off that lie. We're all struggling with something, amen? But he sent you the word. He sent us the word of God. He sent us the word, and he's saying, would this morning, would you just receive it like this lady did? Would you receive it like this widow did? And not only will you receive it, will you begin to act on it and apply that to your family and apply that to all the areas of your life that God's wanting to move in your life. See, when we choose to respond in faith, we're making a way for the miraculous to happen. <clears throat> and if you read on just the next section in this story, there's a period of time passes and the woman's son dies. And she calls for Elijah. And Elijah comes and prays for the son and brings him back to life. Now that all started with, would you give me a little something to eat? That all started with one little act of faith. And if in that moment she'd said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to reject that. Then when the son died, there wouldn't have been the word of the Lord there to bring him back to life. And God's calling us to just... Uh, just do the little things. Just do the little things he's asking us to do. So this morning, would you stand with me and...